then what I'll do too is because it helps you keep your place. Um, I'll state. We're calling our meeting to order for the Rio South Texas Economic Council. It's Thursday, August 25th. Uh, time is a little bit after 10:30. I have my phone. Um, you can call our meeting to order. Um, and, and this time we have roll call and in typical fashion we usually just have a sign-in sheet. But since it's been some time that we have met, I wanted to take this time to have everyone introduce themselves uh, briefly to go around the room and just you know welcome everybody and how you take your name. Rose, begin with you. Um, hi, good morning everyone. Rose Benavides with the Stark County Industrial Foundation. Angela Burton, Brownsville Chief. Robert Diaz and Young. Uh, I'm the landlord here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for hosting us, Robert. Cedric Contreras with AT&T. Albert Gonzalez for CDCDC. Debbie Reyes, Edward Keith Patridge, McAllen, Economic Development. Bill Martin, Arlington, EDC. Michael Orroth, UT Pan American. Alma Kalili, San Benito. David Watkins with NPC. Winwood McCormack with NPC. Laura Dell with Mercedes. Hey, Oscar. Raul Garza with Rio South Texas, and uh, just walking into the door so he can introduce himself is Oscar Puyo. There you go. And my name is Mickey McCarthy, and with San Juan EDC. <coughs> Thank you, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to, to today's meeting. Um, we're going to go ahead and proceed with the next agenda item, where we have a presentation uh, by AT&T. Uh, we're by Central Contreras, in regards to your marking. Yes. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Please help us with this side as well. I think you already have some copies there in the sense of what the, uh, my talk is about, which is the ATT T Mobile merger. It's a proposed merger. And what I'm providing is additional information, which is some coverage map and any color. And we'll come out to the beautiful city of Alamo, Texas, where thank you. my life. <laughs> Uh, the reason that, uh, that I'm here is one, this is just informational purposes and to make you aware of why AT&T decided to merge with T-Mobile and also the process in itself. In March, we, decide, we announced that we are proposing to merge with T-Mobile. With it is a $39 billion acquisition. The process in itself takes about 12 to 18 months. So we're still looking probably at the end of this year, early next year, if everything goes accordingly as, as we propose the merger to be finalized. The reason, one of the main reasons we are proposing to merge with, uh, with T-Mobile is because of an existing spectrum, which is a network. T-Mobile, this is a fact, T-Mobile is pretty much for sale. That is when AT&T decided to come in and merge with, with T-Mobile because they have a network that is similar to ours. They have uh, a network that once we tweak and merge it, we would both be able to lead it to what's called 4G. In the last four years at AT&T, we felt an impact regarding data usage. Over the last four years, our data has increased by about 8,000%. That's a lot. And that is why, because now we have gadgets that we can share videos, we can use FaceTime, which means you can be here and I can be actually talking to somebody, see what somebody else is doing and doing on the city. And it also means that now with, that, that our students are actually logging in and doing what we call a business learning. And most of you guys have seen the recent news at South Texas College that they expect to get a ton of, of, of students there as well. So with us, what we feel at AT&T is that we need to be prepared for that. The customers are demanding data, they're demanding better coverage. 
There have been some pockets in the U.S. where we were not able to meet that, that uh, demand, so we've been having to catch up and upgrade the networks. So with this proposed merger, what we're planning to do is, in addition to the $39 billion investment, is over the following seven years after the merger is to provide an additional, or invest an additional $8 billion, and that is for network, for synergies, as well for, for employment in itself. What you will see here is the before map. This is our proposed map for 4G in Texas. After the merger, this is the proposed map with the merger complete, meaning that uh, we would reach about 97% of the population. With the merger, we would be able to reach an additional 55 million customers. Now, there have been some critics saying that uh, the pricing will increase. Well, I've been in the industry for about 16 years now, and I started in the wireless division. I used to sell the heck out of those back phones, those brick phones, when we used to be over at the Hollinger store right off the school road, and we used to sell actually $69 a month for 200 minutes. You wanted to add something else, it was $10 for nights and weekends. And many of you know that now we have $69 unlimited usage, you can add data. Others have, like Sprint, $69 completely all you can use wireless data as well. And this, this demonstrates the, the, the pricing in, in services as mergers have, have kicked in. And then currently this, the, the labor unions at AT&T are all behind the merger itself, meaning the CWA, which is the Communication Workers of America, the AFL-CIO, the Texas Teachers Federation Association. And there's actually a report out there that the CWA placed in regards to additional jobs. And I, I, I also placed this brochure in, uh, in your packet, which was a study that there would be between 55 million to 96 direct and indirect jobs because of the merger. As you guys know, not only will AT&T be able to, to invest in its, in its employees, you have app developers, you have manufacturing that increases. In 2010, we accounted for about 24% of the GDP. And when I say we, I'm talking about the tech and information sectors, which is second to manufacturing. So that is why we feel that it's, it's important for us to be able to, to merge with this company and be able to, to carry on with what customers are needing and pretty much where everything is going. Before you should be digitizing your, your information, then it was mobilizing everything, which is where we're pretty much at now. And now it's about innovation and what can you come up with uh, other than your iPads, other than your tablets, and also other than your smartphones itself. And that is my presentation, and I will field any questions. And not the purpose again is, is information only. What's the what's the timing on on the merger? The timing of the merger, as, as is proposed, it's at the F, it's reviewed at the FCC level. Uh, Congress also has some some input in it, and then the Department of Justice kicks in. And we are looking uh, at the timeline as of March 2011 about 12 to 18 months. So we're looking probably maybe about the end of the year, maybe first quarter, if everything goes according. Now, we have our labor force, we have our leadership, we have many, many organizations that are involved in this. So there will be some provisions, there will be some give and take, and that is what uh, what they're doing at the, at the higher level. How will it impact the local workforce? In the Valley itself? Yeah, whether it's retail locations, call centers, the retail centers service. We're aware that we have several stores that T-Mobile and AT&T are neighbors. So pretty much you can pretty much forecast what's going to happen there. Something's going to give and take in the sense, okay, which stores are we going to keep, which ones are, are, are actually selling more, et cetera. Now, as far as the call centers, we don't have studies or numbers of what's actually going to happen there. 
other than what, that the labor union has endorsed this, other than the AFL-CIO, all the labor unions are actually endorsing this, and we have statements on that. Recently, we have, right when we kicked off, one last month as well, from the CWA in particular, in the sense that they want to make sure that these employees are protected. Our local CWA pre uh, president called me on it when we kicked it off, and he's also involved in making sure that these employees are protected. One key thing about this, though, is that any other wireless provider you see out there is not union and is not represented by a labor force. AT&T Wireless provides that opportunity to its employees to be unionized, to protect themselves and to be able to, uh, to keep the jobs and fight for their benefits. Once these T-Mobile customers or employees kick in, now they have the option to be part of the labor force, while they right now don't have it. Uh, another thing also is that T-Mobile is a German company. Deutsche Telekom is the, is the parent company of T-Mobile USA. So once we would acquire them, if everything goes accordingly, they would now all be uh, part of a U.S. company being AT&T. Current T-Mobile customers, we are uh, part of the provisions, part of the, 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 the contract and sales merger, is that we're telling and, and guaranteeing that T-Mobile customers would be able to keep their rate plans. Does anyone else have any questions? Currently, Sergio, the, the call center in, in Mission is not union. That concerns me a little bit because if they're not union, see the communication workers union doesn't care about that. Well, actually, one of the, the main reasons that they're behind us is because now they'll be able to grow. Uh, and I'll provide that information for you. The Communication Workers of America, they want to increase their numbers. They want to increase their power, obviously. And once we merge, that means that that many more employees that are with T-Mobile that are not unionized, they're on their own, will now have the opportunity to fall under their own, making them stronger, CWA in itself. And they take pride in strengthening numbers in itself. So they would have that opportunity. And CWA actually, actually, uh, we all have followed the Communication Workers of America, they advocate for every single one job, and <clears throat> I'm sure they're going to do the same for their, their potential brothers and sisters that they come in. I know, Daniel, you, you just joined us. I uh, uh, want to just give, give an opportunity really briefly before we, we end your presentation, Sergio, just to, to recognize a couple of folks that just joined us. So go ahead, just I apologize yeah. about being late. Um, Daniel with the Mission Economic Development Corporation. Okay. Great, welcome. Um, speaking that we, we brought up the Mission Center, I don't know if there was, oh, I'm sorry, there's another gentleman in the back. No, JJ, also with Thank you, thank you, appreciate that. Um, is there any other, did you have any, any other questions in regards to the discussion? No, uh, it's my fault for, for missing the vast majority of it, but I'll hopefully try to get caught up with you all. Okay. Um, are there any other questions or, or any, in regards to the presentation? I think maybe, maybe I have one. It's, at, at this time, do you, are, do you not know what's going to happen with the call center? Or we do not know. We okay. do not know. It's uh, being evaluated uh, pretty much at the higher level and okay. because there are so many throughout the... Do you, know? do you know who's doing that evaluation? I am assuming, and from what I understand, is that at the FCC level, uh, FCC itself, cases, mm -hmm. and then from our side and the labor union as well. Yeah, but from your side, there's somebody that's crunching those numbers. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yes, it's the department that does the mergers and acquisitions part. As far as a person, I don't know the person, we have our legal folks working. Can you try to find out? 
I try and find out in the sense that uh, I know that there's been reports on it asking, and what we're saying is, is that right now it's it's in negotiations, and uh, okay. we'll be able to get. To well, that. I mean, if we all want to send letters or you know something to an email to somebody and say, hey, we value these jobs here, we Correct. want you to consider keeping them here. They've got a business retention expansion program that might be better suited than Alabama's call center and for, you know, give us an opportunity to yes. fight for it. What I'll do is I'll meet with you and then also I'll take those letters and then I'll make sure that I connect you to the person okay. that's going to review those so that way you can have direct contact with them. Okay. Our worst, worst case scenario that we at least have an opportunity, say, should the, the inevitable or no, uh, that, that there would be closure. Mm -hmm. um, right. And then these jobs would be these, these jobs would be you know be, and these folks would be laid off. You know that we would have time in order to partner with workforce solutions to and try to get them set up for right and orchestrate some type of, of um, you know where they can either join other call centers or they can find other employment opportunities and not just you know um, just yeah. say because of the merger it's just sorry that's just kind of what happens. Exactly. So, I, I think that's unacceptable. From our standpoint, if AT&T decides to pull these jobs and send them somewhere else, AT&T is going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know we've discussed that in a sense, and from AT&T's perspective, at the local level, we've been advocating for uh, call centers in itself. We've used the information that RESTEC has created over the last couple of years in the sense of strengthening numbers, asking that we have the opportunity to host a call center here. Mm -hmm. So there's already a buy-in from us local folks also from our leadership at the state level. And that's the message we've delivered. Obviously, decisions are made up at the higher level where we place call centers. Now that this merger is going through, in the sense we have our CWA also advocating for, for them to stay here. In the sense that once we acquire, if everything goes well and we acquire T-Mobile, customers are going to be there. So those customers have to be serviced in itself. Our current call centers are not going to be able to, our current AT&T call centers are not going to be able to carry on that, that, that load in itself. So we would still need presence there as well. Uh, part, of, part of what we've done through the CWA is that we brought in, and that's the working relationship that we have with CWA. We work one-on-one -on, -one on many legislative issues. And recently, we've brought, been, been able to bring back about 3,000 DSL, which is high-speed internet service, uh, inter, uh, outsourced jobs that were in other parts of, of the world other than the US. And that's over the last three, four years. And that's been part of the negotiations as we create contracts. With so we brought back 3,000 uh, jobs in itself. And again, that goes back to uh, being able to, to create a labor force that can, that can meet the demands of our customers in itself. And completely understand your position. And we'll also advocate for that because I eat and live and sleep here. I drive by a lot of the people that work there. <coughs> Any other comments or, or questions in regards to this item? If there being none, we'll go ahead and thank you, uh, thank you for, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, look forward to, to continuing to keep us posted on what happens next. Um, at this time, we're going to deviate uh, somewhat from the agenda to proceed with item E, or letter E, under regular business. Sixty. Right. Under regular business 6E, consider a request from RGB Capital Corporation for a $10,000 contribution. Um, this item was requested by Albert. Okay. Uh, <coughs> today we have Jose Liao, who's going to be the Executive Director for the Rio Grande Valley Capital Corporation. And the President is Pedro Salazar, who's from Edinburgh ADC, who's now the Lone Star National Bank. So he couldn't be here today. 
So I'll just try to sum it up, and then if you have any specific questions, I'll let Jose answer any of those. But what's happening in a nutshell is SBA is, is, uh, has approached the Southwest Community Investment Corporation, SCI, which is located at the Wells Fargo Tower down uh, in McCown, Edinburgh, Florida. SCI, of course, also manages the Women's Business Center and a couple of different organizations that fall under that umbrella. And in partnering with SBA, they're looking to create a new CDC Community Development Corporation to administer 504 loans, specifically in Hidalgo County, uh, and then reaching down to the lower end of the valley. The 504 program, has, has, the activity level has diminished significantly in the past couple of years. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things, obviously, is access to capital is starting to dry up, commercial energy is pretty much down across the board in the valley. Um, one of those things that the SBA program feels that they kind of want to firm up and be more aggressive about, uh, I mean, not just in the real Grand Valley, but the state, statewide. Um, right now, they're at the point where they're basically going through the process, looking for obviously federal approval from SBA and trying to drum up some, uh, some support from the local lenders. They've created a board, they do have a membership. Uh, they do have an executive board, which also entails a couple of EDC people, people, small business owners in the community, uh, and obviously a couple of lenders around the valley. Also, National Bank, Wells Fargo. Uh, I think there's somebody from Compass Bank, IMB now. So there's quite a few lenders on board. Um, I know Mickey, you're a member. Bill, Alex, or Alex is Alex me with Mission now. So there's a couple of us participating. Uh, I'll naturally abstain from any discussion. If anybody has any specific questions, I mean, feel free to ask uh, Jose or Nikki. I don't know if you've made any meetings lately uh, as far as that board's concerned. No. Uh, I think y'all are in a. Yeah, we're still in the process. We're waiting on SBA. It's taken a while. We submitted our paperwork back in November last year. And we're in the third round. Believe it or not, we're hoping that's. There was an issue with uh, a couple of, I think we resolved that. So hopefully it's a matter of weeks uh, before we get the agreement. Actually, there's no limit in terms of the overall financing. The limit in terms of SBA is five million. Uh, it's 5.5 for manufacturing firms. The $10,000 contribution that's being requested is going to be used for what purpose? Startup. So We're getting the CDC going, yeah. We've had about six organizations, EDCs already kind of commit to it, and a couple of banks. So we're just. So the cost of, of organizing the new entity, uh, that type of thing, operation. Yeah, SCI is committed to a lot of uh, in kind costs, obviously providing staff, office space, a couple of things, but there's still some expenses that they have, that they have to incur uh, just to get the CDC formed. If there's other CDCs in the area that from the entire state, why not? What would stop the other CDCs from coming and asking for money as well? If we give to this CDC, yeah. then we're opening a door for the other CDCs to come in. As well as other entities, entities yeah. that comes in and says, if we the, want. If the area is being serviced, because right now CDCs can take the entire area for the mission. So, Unfortunately, the area is not being served, even though there are other 
PCs coming in, but only after a bank request that they come in. I think this is a tremendous program. It's a great program, and it's not being utilized to influence. And I think if we have somebody here locally who is committed to promoting it and trying to especially our members, our local members, I think we could have a big impact. Now, in terms of the local CDCs that are already established, once you're established, you're pretty much self-sufficient in terms of the funding. You know, it's just the initial stage that's a little bit difficult. Okay. Can I, just for parliamentary procedures, get everybody who is a voting member to raise their hand? Everybody who is a voting member for RESEC to raise their hand. Okay. Everybody who is, keep your hands up, please. Everybody who is a member of RGV Capital Corp, keep your hands up. So we'd still have quorum. Okay. So you take a vote and right. you guys are exactly. abstaining. Exactly. Then, <laughs> then we can't take the vote. Correct. Yeah, and I just started thinking about those numbers right now and listening but to the good. discussion. Yeah. And actually, Alma, you have Darla's um, proxy. proxy as well. Always oh, two. <laughs> yeah, let's count both. I guess to, to add to some of the discussion, uh, when it was requested um, to be placed on the agenda, uh, part of essentially what Restech has, you know, been formed or why we've all come together is, you know, for a marketing purpose. I think that's what we've dedicated ourselves to. That's what our mission has been. Um, partly, there's, you know, there's been discussion beyond. Okay, if we start to transcend our, our group beyond that, what is it going to be? Uh, you know, what we've talked about, what our grassroots efforts has been. You know, what is our local commitment? How are we getting involved? Um, you know, uh, what, where are we else going to, are we going to expand beyond the marketing to be, have a local commitment? Um, and, and, and of which, you know, this item came about, um, but then it also poses, you know, a new consideration for our group. Um, and do we want to uh, expand our vision? Are we at the, you know, are we ready to expand our focus? And is that something that we need to now take into consideration for this next, you know, fiscal year? Um, we're we're going to be considering budget. Um, and, and uh, at least adopting or, or considering a proposed budget that then will be, you know, be adopted for, for the following year. And so I think there's, you know, these are recommendations and discussions amongst us as a group to say what, what is going to be our local commitment and our buy-in and continuing this organization. Um, and so that's where, I, you know, I pose, you know, uh, there are some other members that, you know, are, are, were participating with this group. Um, we have the, you know, the request before us. Um, but then we also have the, the challenges, you know, what, how does this stop us from being asked from any other entity? Um, I think we, we also considered the uh, same item in participating with the local event. I think it was the Border uh, Texan. Um, and if, if we participated in that event, now it's going to open the floodgates for all other events. So how do we go about limiting and structuring? And so I think it gives us an opportunity to have a strategic planning session or, you know, or, or an upcoming work session. And then maybe we identify. You know, where we can't get, we can't participate with everyone, but we can identify. This is, you know, here's our, our role, and these are these are our goals for the year, and this is what we're going to identify, and then you know, we, we accomplish those. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if there, if anyone is ready to to consider this item, or if it needs a little bit more digestion and maybe a workshop opportunity. Uh, but is there any other conversation or, or comments? I have a little question. Uh, since SBA is somewhat involved Name your loans for government guarantee. Yes, uh, actually, the way the final form just to educate, I did the presentation last time, but some of you were not there. The typical
model for the way it's set up is that uh, they would back consume with 50%, the CDC, which would be at 40%, and the client consume with 10%. Our 40% is 100% guaranteed by SBA. They issue out any measures. So, and one of the things that I would like to mention also is that the final core is year by job creation. For every 65,000 that gets loaned out, one job has to be created or retained. So, job creation is a big thing. And now, right now, with 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 the CDC and, and the bylaws, is there anything that government that indicates that your loans that you're underwriting must be within, you know, Hidalgo, Cameron County, or must stay within the valley? No, it actually it's the whole state of Texas. But our focus is, and we do have that as mm -hmm. part of our agreement. I think uh, it's going to be the valley. Okay. So right now, you are prohibited from making loans statewide, but maybe that's something that you may consider. How do you say to your bylaws that you want to retain the, you know, money uh, locally, and that you're, you you are your goal is to, you know, underwrite loans to businesses that are within the you know four county region or you know two county region. Um, that may be something that would just give a little bit more confidence to the rest of the members that the money stays you know stays within the valley. And again, we do honestly believe that the program is not being utilized to its full. It offers very attractive terms below market rates for the small business owner, which be low, low down payments as well. Can I ask yes. a question? I mean, looking at the stats, and um, I mean, I know they're throughout the state. It really doesn't look like a lot of loans are being lent out, even in the state. Well, actually, uh, if you go outside the valley, within the state of Texas, or even any other state, the numbers of CDC loans are up there. They're averaging between ten to thirty million, compared to the valley. You know, here in the valley, it's very minimal. Uh, for years, we would only see 400,000, maybe a million at most, compared again with 30, 10 to 30 million for other things. But it also depends on the local banks if they want exactly. to work with it and if they're willing to deal with it. Yeah, most, a lot of them don't want to deal with it. Are you working, which banks are you we have, in a relationship with right we now? We have uh, Compass, we have uh, Lone Star, we have Border Capital, we have IMB. Those, we have members as part of the organization, which they've already said that they would be interested in working with us and sending in deals. It's a great program even for the lender. A lot of folks uh, don't know this, and they prefer the 7A, but in terms of the lender, they're better off with the phone. With the phone. Right. So that's part of what we're doing. We're trying to educate the lenders as well. Right. I, I believe in the, in the 504 program, but my experience has been that it is, it is a, you know, in, in anything. You know, and any, with any, and even our own like incentive agreements, there's steps and there's red tape and there's just procedure. And a lot of times the businesses are impatient or they'd rather just you know look for another route. So even at times when you recommend it, it's just like there's so many application or so many forms that are required of them that they just they get they get uh, you know, impatient. And that's a good point. Actually, that's even more so with the seven A. With the seven A, you have to use uh, for the most part the paperwork of SBA. If you're not a preferred lender. With this year, the way it works is that the bank doesn't have to worry about the paperwork for SBA. Theirs is a conventional loan. They, they could care less about SBA. All they care is that SBA comes in and guarantees that 40%. Okay. So they don't have to worry about additional paperwork. Oh, you know? And I think that's what a lot of lenders don't know and they're scared of. Mm -hmm. so that's what we're trying to do. To educate them too. Why don't you put up your 10%? How much is collateralized? The whole million? 
Yes, again, 50, 40, 10. So let's say, for instance, a business owner wants to buy a facility for a million. Uh, they come in with 10%, the bank puts up 50%, and they have a first lien. We would come in with 40%, and we have a junior lien. But you collateralize the whole menu. Yes, yes. I mean, building. And the good thing is that we don't necessarily have to work just with uh, banks. We could work with EDCs, but EDC could be the bank. You know, they could come in with a 50, we could do the 40, and we could do the 10. It just uh, provides a lot more options, I think, for the small business. Okay, are there any other questions? I'm going to go back to the, to the specific agenda item that is stated as consider a request from RGB Capital Corporation for 10,000 contribution. Um, uh, and the request essentially then indicates that uh, it's, it can be utilized for seed money for the uh, CDC and Restec would get it a seat on the capital board's board of directors. Um, I know Rodell's memo in the packet, you know, if action were to be taken today, the funds would need to be reallocated from the current budget to accommodate the request. Uh, so at this time, I'll entertain a motion from anyone in regards to this item. I so move. Now have we have a motion on the table uh, from Robert to accept, essentially, <coughs> to, to approve of the request. I second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. To approve of the request. Uh, there any, being, if there's any discussion, if there's not. I guess so. And I certainly applaud what you're doing, and I, you know, I, I, I hope a lot of the individual EDCs will support this. But uh, you know, I really think Rio South Texas is set up as a marketing organization. Right. You know, we're in our third year; we're losing members because we haven't generated location companies locating here, and we're going to lose more members if we don't locate a company or two or three soon. And so we're going to end up out of business. And the money that we're going to use for this, while I, I, go, I, know, I, I applaud it and it's going to a good cause, it takes away from, you know, that means we're, we go to one less trade show, we host one less or two less site location consultants tour in the area. I think we, and I've always said this, we need to focus on generating prospects for this region uh, before we, because start to if, if, if we're, if we're going to, buy a membership in, a, in, a, in an organization, I'll bring three requests to the next meeting. And, you know, so I think there's no end to that. You, I know you all see it at a, at a local level. So while I think the 504 program is a wonderful program, and I, and I think RGV Capital Corp will, you know, will, will do a good job of promoting that program in this area, I think our money needs to be used for marketing. I, I would agree with that. I think, I think you know, the whole purpose of this organization was set up to do marketing of the region, okay. and uh, we're we're talking about a pretty significant deviation from where we're going, mm -hmm. and we've addressed this before uh, in other other areas. And I think before we would ever do anything like this, this is something that needs further discussion and evaluation, not of necessary this program, because I agree, I think this is a good program, uh, the, uh, and I'm sure that you will do a great job in, in, in representing them, but from, from our standpoint, the 
purpose of the organization was to market the region. And if we start deviating from that, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the repercussions of that will be. You know, because mm -hmm. we're—that's not what we've told our people that we represent what we're going to do. I—I I guess for this, if there's any any well, other. Yes, sir. I'm in a lending business, and my limit is 150,000. 150,000 doesn't buy anything. Out of ten companies that I interviewed, four won more than 150,000 for a startup or for whatever. And which is why I favor this, because I need a place to play those people. And in uh, and, and, uh, this last week, I, I lost three people because they, they couldn't, 150,000 doesn't go very far. So, and fortunately for me, the six loans that I have, I've never missed a payment. Uh, but it doesn't help to many people. It doesn't, it increases the size, it increases the space, um, with that, I wanted to, for the simplification of voting, um, identify, okay, the, the members that are abstaining from this vote, you know, essentially Albert, myself, and Dan. Okay. So then um, the vote, we do have a motion and a second on the floor to approve the item as presented. Uh, so I think that all those in favor, say aye. Yeah, so we have the, you know, the two. two that, and then uh, those against, okay, an exact count. Okay. All right. At this, at this time, I think in, in part of my discussion, um, essentially, I don't believe that any of the members, and I'm kind of speaking on behalf, I think that, that the gentleman stated, you know, their, their concerns. Um, and I think that it is of, of a nature that currently right now our mission and our objectives of Rest Tech is established as a marketing entity. We have yet to establish any other um, items of what else we would like to do. You know, we want to participate in what we're going to accomplish. Um, and so that's where I said that this type or this item would be healthy for a strategic planning session, a workshop session to then be able to come back and say, are we able to consider items of this nature? And if we are, then are we able to consider multiple items of this nature under, you know, under what we're currently established to do? So, um, but you know, please don't, I yeah, don't I take it in any, all, in any way. Right. And then not only that, but I would also welcome each of the members to participate, maybe you know, individually um, through your EDCs. Um, as you know, as we like you, well, you said as well. Uh, financing right now for our business market and for you know, is the issue, right. is the obstacle. Um, access to capital is, you know, and so maybe each one of us individually may be a better suit to assist you uh, than maybe an organization collectively. And, um, and that's the reason why, why we're interested in it because it does help close that gap. Correct. And I think a lot of EDCs can benefit from it because, I mean, it is one more tool they can use for that small to medium business that's trying to start up that is just <laughs> out there looking for funds and, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's another avenue. Right. And I think maybe too, as an, as an as a collective group, I, I would say that we'd be maybe willing to issue kind of letters of support or an endorse saying we we agree that the valley need 
you know, a local, you know, CDC that's willing to invest its dollars in our businesses, especially our small businesses, and provide, you know, uh, another opportunity for our EECs to be able to fund projects. Yolanda um, Garcia Olivares, the Region 6 SBA Administrator, will be in town September 7th and 8th, and um, I'm kind of jumping the gun from what I was going to say earlier or later, but she will be in town September 7th and 8th, um, and... The RGV partnership, Linda and I, are working on trying to put either a luncheon or a breakfast together to invite y'all and her board and some other officials or businessmen to sit down with her and just kind of go over these type of issues and look at that dismal record of, of lending and see if there's something that Washington can do to, to help South Texas out. So we'll okay. give you guys more information as soon as we firm that up. Okay. But um, I like to say, I think this item was healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I think it was, it's a healthy discussion, and then you see a perspective, but you also have access to, to each one of us individually. Right. That's fine. I just want to say thank you to you all, and I do understand. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. Um, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and go resume the order of the agenda. We have approval of board minutes uh, for July 14th, uh, the last uh, board of directors meeting. I had omitted in the original draft uh, Angela's presence, and uh, yeah. that has been corrected. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I'll make the motion that we accept the minutes as presented. Obviously, it really makes a second part of the approval if it's somebody who actually attended the meetings. So that was there by way of proxy or recent discussion. Yeah. In second. And we had a, a two-member, because you had, you had Starlet's proxy as well, yes. or you had somebody else's proxy. Okay. Um, and then we have a second by Alma. Is there any discussion on the minutes, or is there any corrections of any of the members that were in attendance? Everything's, you know, stated? Okay. Then with all those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Same sign. No opposed. Okay, well, let's go into consent agenda. Uh, we have a presentation and approval of financial reports for June and July, as well as the presentation of committee meeting minutes. Uh, we have the marketing committee that met on July 20th, and then the budget committee that met August 11th. Uh, Rodell? Um, on item A, the approval of financial reports, unless you all want to go over something specifically, um, other than operational costs, uh, there were some trips that were covered, including wind power, ICSC sponsorship at the local event, um, and those were the main impacts to, to the financials. Uh, everything within uh, what was the budget, so there's nothing out of budget. Uh, on the committee meetings uh, that took place, the marketing and budget, we're going to go over those um, results in detail in the next agenda items. So um, those are more for report purposes, and they've actually been posted a while already. So hopefully everybody had a, an opportunity to review those. And if you didn't, you're about to hear it all kind of again anyway. So. Okay. Uh, is there any other discussion? Do we have a motion to approve the consent items? I so move. Okay, a motion by Rose. I have a second. Second. Second by Keith. Any other discussion? There being none, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Motion passes. Um, it's regular business. 
Uh, we had literary chairs report. Chairs report that I don't have a report. <laughs> no, actually, I am the luckiest chair of, of that's been able to serve Breast Tech is that we actually have staff. Um, un, unlike, you know, Bill and, and who was our first chair? I forgot. Uh, um, oh, there we go. Yeah, and he, you know, who takes, who gets promoted on us, and and, and then left essentially in, in his term, didn't he? Yeah. Did it in yeah. between. Yeah. Um, but we were essentially an all volunteer group. So now we have staff, and so essentially I have, you know, I trust, you know, the, our our capacity of our staff, and and have, you know, just really been here as guidance and support to what we've already established and what we were going to do. Um, the only item that I, I have kind of discussed with a few of you was ideas of maybe having Rest Tech become similar to TEDC, but for our local our local level. And what I what I mean by that is you know, we talked about in the beginning we met monthly, monthly, monthly to, to get the organization going. And we talked about going into quarterly meetings. Um, and, and the idea was if we move to quarterly meetings for say this next year or even a subsequent year, that we have them kind of like a, like a fall, winter, spring, kind of summer, kind of board, you know, meeting, um, but then it could even, it kind of grow into a, a, a half-day workshop. It grows, we just ended up holding a seminar for Stark County. Um, and so some, something that's typical, you know, to, uh, similar in that fashion. We do serve a four-county region, and so I think it, it behooves us to then maybe have, you know, a, meet, a quarterly meeting in each of the counties. Uh, this also then gives each county and its members an opportunity to promote itself, um, educate us, you know, continually on, you know, Willis County. Who are its strong, you know, you know, employers? You know, what is what is you know what is it known for? Um, um, and then we all kind of get out there and, and we get to conduct our business formally as a group. Um, but then we also maybe get to hear from you know others, you know, business leaders in that area. But then essentially holding it maybe like a, either if it's a half day or you know maybe you know probably half days would be good. Um, but then you can invite different speakers that maybe necessarily wouldn't come down. You know, just you know, just as you did. Um, I think. It, how many of you all got to attend at the Star County? Besides, I think we're Rose, Rose Rodell, moderator. Yes. Yes, and then well, I know then Alex participated. You know, did, you know as well. Um, so I think those are good. I think they're healthy, um, and I think each county would get an opportunity, and the members in that county gets an opportunity to host a meeting, put something together. What's particularly of importance, you know, could be you know in that workshop setting. Um, for that county and for that region and for those employers um, that we can then, you know, maybe be more involved um, at a local level. I thought it was maybe, you know, an idea. Um, I think the, the fall, spring, summer, you know, TEDC kind of workshops seem to, to seem to be well or work well. And then we can have breakout sessions. You know, we can get really sophisticated. Um, hey, uh, I, I like the idea except for one thing, um, and that we would need to change our bylaws a little bit because there are certain things in our bylaws that Correct. require the board to do things versus oh, yes. right. a stronger executive committee, or um, it's, there's also some time-sensitive <coughs> items. For mm -hmm. example, um, the budget has to be presented by August 30th, then it has to be adopted by September oh, right. 30th. No, we, we've discussed so. those bylaws before you, you, were, you know, took place. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we, if you do quarterlies, you'd have to adjust those things. We know that we, right. were, we've, we have been trying to amend our bylaws, I think, for a year now. So um, we need to kind of come back and get our bylaw committee, um, you know, uh, back in back into you know full mode or you know operating mode. But but yes, you are you are correct, um, and and we'll address those. But these are just you know the ideas ideas. So you know once we you know that we maybe or even goals. You know I think we're we're operating as a as an, an entity uh, that we can then proceed. 
Um, because I know you know, so we aren't going to go to quarterly, or yeah. weren't we going to weren't we going to have some discussion? So I think it gives us, uh, and then rather than we're not we're not having all of our meetings in one county. You know, we're spreading ourselves out to everybody. So it's an idea. Uh, so that's what I just wanted to bring out to the you know to the entire group, um, uh, just for you know possible consideration for you know next year. Um, now we move on to presentation of the marketing committee. Uh, Steve isn't with us, but Rodal, I'll let you go ahead and, and we'll have Dave and Gwendolyn present their, their items. Well, Dave and Gwendolyn were both at the last marketing committee meeting, so I'm going to let them kind of just kind of give a review of that without going into the marketing plan itself, everything else other than the marketing plan. And then we'll go into the marketing plan after that. I appreciate that, Rodal. <laughs> give me a chance to go get some water. <laughs> well, it's been a, a good uh, few months. We've got a lot of uh, materials produced. The talented workforce brochure has arrived. And it was interesting that Alamo PD was in the parking lot across the street as Gwendolyn and I helped Rodell unload the cardboard boxes from Gwendolyn's pickup truck into the back of Rodell's SUV. And they were quite interested in that transaction. <laughs> The Emerging Industries brochure, the second draft has been completed. Uh, Rodell's making some final content adjustments to that, and that will be presented at the upcoming marketing meeting. The Competitive Location brochure, the first draft is completed and will be presented also at the upcoming marketing meeting. And that, that's the final brochure that we had on the agenda for this, for this quarter. We did a really interesting press release back on August 10th, Affordable College, a reality in the South Texas border region. Uh, it was picked up by a lot of sites, including the Dallas News, Reuters, and The Street. It's now indexed on more than 13,000 web pages. The latest press release is based off of the call center, uh, well, it was spurred by the call center ribbon cutting in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago. And uh, one of the comments that was made was that one of the key reasons they selected this area was the demand for bilingual workers who could take care of both English and Spanish-speaking customers. So we wrote a press release, demand for bilingual workers creating hundreds of new jobs along the border. And uh, I think Rodeo's making a couple of tweets to that, and then we'll have that uh, on Basecamp for final approval. A two-page community profile was tweaked and created for the trade mission to Chicago. That is now posted on Basecamp for member use. Uh, we did a number of updates, news story updates, information updates to RioSouthTexas.com. The quarterly newsletter was completed. Did you bring that by chance? Yes. We do have some. Okay. Out there. Got I've distributed to some communities, but uh, those of you who I haven't had the opportunity to distribute to, um, there's some um, newsletters here that you can take and then uh, distribute amongst your board of elected officials or whomever. Okay. And I think the newsletters turned out really, really great. And Rodell really provided the foundation for that, and our team just kind of tweaked it and made it look nice. Got a great cost, uh, great rate on the printing, and we'll be doing these every quarter. The um, newsletter and social media, we 
continued to do the weekly e-newsletters to members and made multiple updates each week to the Rio South Texas social media channels. The things we have in the queue, again, the Emerging Industries brochure, we had that at the last meeting and didn't get any corrections. We're just giving it one last uh, window of opportunity for change requests before we send that for printing. And then the competitive location brochure also needs the final approval and then that as well for printing. And those were the last of the brochures we had on, on the agenda. It's been a really, I think, much better experience for us these last several months uh, having Rodell as our uh, authoritative contact. He's, he's very direct with what he wants. He doesn't beat around the bush. And uh, I think Wendland's done an excellent job of being responsive to try to get him what he needs. We've made some mistakes along the way, but all in all, I think that it's been a successful journey for us uh, this year, more so than last year. And I know we're, we've presented uh, another bid for the upcoming year, and um, it's our hope that we will be given consideration to continue. Okay. I, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Robert, what did you do to become the member spotlight? Good. Okay. <laughs> it's called being A. <laughs> it's an Alamo. In Robert's defense, I think uh, uh, Rodell had a haircut that day, and Robert had made some compliment uh, observation. I think mean, you know what? What did you do? Did you just took you out to lunch. Okay. We, we went golfing together. So, you know, what's going on here? That was what's it. going on? Karen County's next. Okay. Are there any questions in regards to, or, or any comments in regards to um, the, 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 the updates? Just a comment. I love this. Very okay. nice. Thank you. Now, we have a lot of those, so I mean, I brought some with me, but if you need any more, ever need anything, um, you can have more than one. Okay. Um, so yes, members, know. please make sure that you do. I mean, the part of the, the benefit of being a member, you know, and paying your dues is that the collateral. I think that's you have one this, of the, this material that you can put your proposals with your for your clients and, and send it along. So I mean, right. it's I not mean, produced for me to send out to everybody. It's for you all to, to send out right. to, to right. people. Right. So make sure that you know if you if you want additional copies, you know, for your office, you know, grab as much as you can now. Or come by the sure office. Come by the office. We have boxes of, of this kind of stuff. And right. Actually. Um, the talented workforce one is in the back of my SUV, as David pointed out. So before you leave, um, yeah, make sure that you pick it up and help it us distribute. Was before it was seized by the DEA. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? Uh, well, I asked them why, and they don't have to tell you. They took them. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just lightening up the moment here. Yeah, I fell for it. Yes. Now, we submitted uh, you know, local, local people we wanted these mailed to. Did, yes. did these go out? Yes, okay. they went out. Okay. Um, we actually mailed out about close to a thousand of them to people on our mailing list, um, local people. Um, some of you guys would prefer to send it out than give it out to your own board members at your own leisure, at your own time frame. That's fine with us. Uh, it's available for you to, to do that. Or if you want us to send it directly, then we can send it directly. We just add it to our list. So um, it went out to 
quite a few site selectors to some of the companies that uh, visited with us at uh, Wind Power and um, some of the other um, uh, SAE. It is actually on Basecamp, or right? Or no, it's on our website. If you go to our website on the, under media, there's a newsletter tab. You click on the newsletter tab, and it has a link that will get you to a PDF of that file. It's a 22 megabyte file, so it's not something that most servers are going to take. But if it's a link, then you can download it. Now that you say that, uh, I'll look into having that compressed into a smaller file. Because I'm sure the reason it's that heavy is the images are are still crisp resolution printing and such. For email distribution, we can compress it further. So. Okay. okay. Um, and then the next, the next newsletter. And the next newsletter will be October. Okay. Okay. Just so that if there's anybody that has anything that's coming up, they can. Yeah. Please uh, let us know if there's something that you want us to feature in the, the newsletter. Otherwise, I'll uh, put something together and hope that you like it. <laughs> okay. Is there, if there's not any comments or any other questions in regards to those items. You want to move on to item number C? Sure. Thank you very much, Thank you. David and Quentin. Appreciate it. Um, the marketing plan is basically something that has been floated around. It was uh, recommended by the marketing committee to, for approval. I'm going to go through it and just kind of highlight some of uh, some of the things in the marketing plan. Uh, the first few pages are just kind of an organizational over overview, uh, kind of reiterating what our goals are, um, and then. We start talking about our key messages. The key messages haven't changed, um, and the targeting hasn't changed. We're still uh, working on automotive manufacturing and suppliers, aerospace, metal products, electronics manufacturing and assembly, medical devices, and renewable energy products, which is listed on page four of the, the marketing plan. Um, how we do that and how we budget structured our budget was basically we structured our budget which we'll talk about in detail in a minute, based on the marketing plan. And the marketing plan, uh, the marketing committee felt that we need to stop trying to, um, I guess, be timid, if you will. We needed to be more aggressive and try to do as much as possible within the limitations of our budget, obviously, but do as much as possible. So what the marketing committee did was said, okay, here's what we want to do. I gave them a proposal. They said, here's what we want to do and then go see if you can uh, make it work in, within the numbers. And so what we're presenting today is within the numbers, okay? Um, page five of the marketing plan shows the marketing activities, which um, shows trade shows and industry group meetings that we're gonna be going to and attending. Uh, some of these we will actually be exhibiting with our booths. I should have actually brought it and put it up for you all to, to see. Maybe next time I'll do that. Remind me, please. <laughs> um, in October, which is right around the corner, Solar Power International is having um, a trade show in Dallas. Um, we haven't signed up for the booth space there, and there's very limited booth space at this time. But as soon as I get enough commitments from people to attend with me and man the booth, I'll sign us up. Um, business Facilities Live Exchange is another trip that I'm taking. Uh, business facilities invite site selectors and companies to come and visit one-on-one uh, -on -one with economic development organizations uh, in a setting uh, where they do have some conferences and they do have some 
casual um, gatherings, but it's mostly a speed dating type of thing. You've got 20 minutes with somebody and you get to show them what you have and they get to tell you what they're trying to do and see if there's a good fit there. Uh, that's coming up October 23rd to 25th. Uh, so one week I'll be in Dallas, the next week I'm gonna be in San Diego. In between there, uh, NAMRI's doing their quarterly uh, meeting. So um, that's where somebody, we'll talk about that one later. In November, uh, the marketing committee um, straying away from the six, um, the six targeted industries wanted to make sure that we address uh, some of the needs of the, some of the smaller communities and attend an ICSC event. The one in, no in November in San Antonio seemed to be the most reasonable because it's closer uh, and exhibit space is cheaper than in Las Vegas uh, and you can still get a pretty good bang for your buck. Uh, there have been some ideas from some people to host an event at ICSC such as you know sponsor a hospitality suite or something like that versus an, an exhibiting um, and so that will go to the marketing committee for discussion. But at this point, there's going to be something at ICSC Texas in November. Um, so those of you who are interested in attending along with RESTEC, um, please let us know. January has a IEDC Leadership Summit in San Antonio. Also, the reason why we're doing that is because it's close so uh, people can attend um, and uh, attend without uh, hurting their budget too much. February uh, is Medical Design and Manufacturing West show. Uh, there's an East and West. East is usually in Philadelphia or uh, other locations uh, on the East Coast. Uh, in February, it's in Anaheim. MDNM co-sponsors trade shows along with some other organizations. And basically, all six of our target industries are covered at these shows. There's going to be somebody from aerospace. There's going to be somebody from renewable energy. There's going to be somebody from uh, advanced manufacturing. There's going to be somebody with medical devices. There's going to be somebody uh, for every single category that, that we're trying to, to reach. And so for us to exhibit there is probably a good thing, good idea. For us to have a good presence to where people can walk the floor because it's huge, while others are manning the booth, would be even better. Uh, is this so still at Disneyland? It's at the right, right next door. Yeah, yeah. It's at the convention center in Anaheim, and that's the same place where Wind Power was held this past year. So there's hotels all over the place. You can uh, coordinate uh, with your family and take your family out there on the weekend before the the show and send them back home on Monday, which is what I did last time. So works great. Um, and then in March, West Tech is the another trade show that's actually put on by the Society of Manufacturing Engineers in Los Angeles, not in Anaheim. Um, this show is more on the manufacturing and automotive uh, side. Uh, but this show, because it's relatively uh, compact, um, you can get pretty good exposure. I've talked to some of the people with Westec and they have given us some ideas on how to drive traffic to our booth. Um, and they're trying to limit the number of people from economic development organizations that, that come in. And so they're anxious to get somebody from Texas to, to be there. So um, they actually um, are looking forward to having us sign up as an exhibitor. April, IAMC, um, there's an IAMC spring and fall um, session. I've been attending IAMC every six months for the last two uh, functions. 
the one in September I'm not attending, but uh, this one I would like to, to attend, and that's in our in our calendar of events. And also, uh, it's about the same time as uh, SAE's World Congress. SAE World Congress, last year we went with Texas One. If I'm going to be at IAMC, I'm not going to be able to be in Detroit, but uh, I think Restec needs to be there. McAllen was there last year, uh, Brownsville, El Paso, no, El Paso was there as well. Uh, Laredo was there, even a city council member from Laredo. So the border had a pretty good presence there, and I think uh, the border <coughs> needs to continue that. So, but that's a Texas One sponsored event, and if there's somebody who can commit to that, the sooner the better, let us know. Um, June, wind power in Atlanta. Uh, wind power can be something that's uh, uh, a very good beneficial show in terms of getting in front of uh, manufacturers, component manufacturers, and um, um, turbine manufacturers. The thing about wind power is that you have to get planning now for June. Um, we've always kind of been behind the eight ball and waiting to the last minute to, to do the, the planning. And we can't do it this year. We're, we're planning on doing it now, getting committed, and, and, and being ready and getting a better spot. Um, there's actually two projects right now that are in the works in the region that are wind power related. One is Duke Energies in Willacy County, and the other one is Baryonics outside on uh, offshore uh, from South Powder Island. So um, wind power, um, UTB and TSCC both have uh, training programs and certificate programs for that industry. We need to, to make sure that uh, we don't fall behind Corpus or some other communities that are looking at, at taking advantage of that as well. Um, so that's going to be something that's very important. Again, look through this, look through your calendars and see if there's a complement to your calendar. And if you're ready and willing to attend, then let us know. Um, then back in September of 2012, TEDC and IADC have their annual conferences in Austin and Houston. So those have been uh, designated as something that that I should attend, and I think a lot of you are members of those organizations already individually, so you're probably going to be there as well, especially since they're in Texas. Uh, on top of that calendar, um, we're going to continue to work with Texas One um, and attend trade missions, at least two trade missions, and attend quarterly meetings that are held uh, in Austin and other events throughout the year as the budget would allow. Um, in the budget, I put, I think, $6,000 aside for Texas One activities. So that um, is very similar to what we did this year. Um, site selection consultant visits. Um, we are going to continue to develop relationships with the site selection consultants, commercial real estate brokers and developers. And when possible, if they've identified a project in, in this, our region, then we're going to bring them down here and take care of their costs. Um, that's also part of the plan. We're going to continue to develop and enhance our, our presence on the, on the web by refreshing our database, updating all the web content. Uh, in our budget, we're actually looking at redoing our, our website. Um, that's still a, a consideration. Um, but we probably want to undertake adding on a photo library, uh, online media kit, and a local manufacturer's directory. Um, I know Brownsville has a directory in PDF format. Um, McAllen has a directory of the, the area. 
and Harlingen has some from the Harlingen Manufacturers Association. STMA doesn't have one. Um, so what we're going to try to do is try to combine everything and, and make it a, a comprehensive list for everyone to, to use. And for our site selectors who are looking at these websites to understand who's already down here. Um, the last count that we did was roughly 600 manufacturing operations in our region. And when I say our region, it's both sides of the river. So that's pretty impressive. Um, in direct marketing, we're looking at uh, continuing to develop the database of site selectors, media, and corporate representatives. Um, we're going to continue to produce the quarterly newsletter, as we had talked about. Uh, we're going to continue to produce some postcards, which we've done after trade shows that are in electronic format and then send out to the people who uh, actually visited our, our booths and kind of follow up with those. Um, and then we're also going to produce some hard copy postcards to targets certain site selectors in commercial real estates, brokers, including retail. So there is a little bit of, of that going on. We'll continue to do the e-newsletters. Um, other collateral that we're going to be working on um, includes trying to develop a marketing map, which is a good idea that uh, our chair brought up to us. An annual report. Um, and actually, the annual report was more of a publication very similar to Texas One. Uh, and what happened at our marketing committee meeting when we started talking about that, uh, Linda McKenna was saying, well, we're producing a guide for the Rio Grande Valley right now. But we wanted to focus more on economic development, more on business and that type of thing, versus it being just a tourist type guide. And so they're working on that to change the format. And we have agreed to go ahead and put our name on it and say, OK, if you do certain things, which includes talking about business retention, uh, some of our business climate, um, the lower cost of living, the workforce, and that type of thing, to where it's a piece that we can actually take to our trade shows, um, then we'll go ahead and endorse that. And so. That's what they're doing. So instead of us doing it, somebody else is doing it, and we're still going to be able to take the credit for it. Community profiles, Linda has said that she's going to, as part of this process, going to create community profiles that we're going to be able to upload onto our websites that are going to be more detailed than what we have now. Um, and it's just in case somebody is interested in a specific location, then they can get a little bit more information. Uh, and then just continue what we're doing as far as industry information sheets to be used for members and the staff to continue our messaging. Um, we're going to have to try to come up with some other giveaways that are clever, um, gimmicks that are memorable, if you will, at our, at our trade shows. Um, and in our budget, we also put in uh, for a couple of other skins, what I call skins. If you all, if we're at the Port of Brownsville and you saw our exhibit, the exhibit is a, is a metal frame with a canvas, if you will, that zips up around that metal frame. That's basically it. Well, that canvas is imprinted with this map and then a lot of our message that's on, on the back of our brochure. This is great for certain trade shows, but for other trade shows, it might be more appropriate to do something different so we can buy those skins for next to nothing and be able to alternate them based on the trade show that we're going to. So that's one of the things that, that we're going to be doing. 
Advertising, um, this past year we spent a lot of money on Texas Wide Open for Business Ad. It was a gatefold plus a front page. Um, $17,000 I think is what we spent on it. Uh, the publication has just barely been shipped. It just shipped last week. We haven't received it yet. The year is almost over. And so we're not going to see the impact of that $17,000 till really next year. What I was thinking and what the marketing committee has agreed with is that we just start doing smaller ads in a lot more um, magazines and just kind of cover ourselves a little bit better. Um, for one, for those magazines that generate leads and send out leads, uh, then we'd be covering that just by, by having the smaller ads. Uh, but also, these magazines, whenever they start seeing that you're advertising, they're also trying to sell you not only editorial space, but from time to time will actually want, want to run some of your stories. So I think if we spread the wealth a little bit, and the marketing committee has said if we spread it out, it might be a better impact for us in terms of our advertising. And we're not talking big dollars. We're talking about the same amount uh, that we spent on one ad last year, just spreading it out. So. Um, Editorial outreach, we'll continue to, to send out press releases and work with um, the media. Um, actually, thanks, Rose, for allowing me to be moderator with a bunch of media guys. I was uh, the one asking the questions to the reporters, so that was kind of funny. Yesterday, uh, Farah Fazal, um, Steve Taylor with the Rio Grande Guardian, and um, Laura Cavazos with Telemundo were, were my panelists, so kind of funny. But uh, afterwards, we had a chance to, to talk a little bit, and you know, Farah and, and, and Laura both said, whenever we need somebody for economic development type news, we're going to call you. So that's kind of extending the, the media relations uh, that we have now. So. Uh, on top of that, uh, we had also talked about trying to create a media kit that, uh, that we can send out to people like the Wall Street Journal guys or some other reporters that are not from this area, that are not familiar with this area, that is uh, enticing to them and that actually uh, shows what we're all about and it's not about handguns and, and hand grenades, you know, so. Um, I want those words stricken from our record. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a perception. Uh, so anyway, uh, we also uh, said that we're going to do a regional conference next year, um, kind of like what Mickey was talking about. Maybe one of the four quarterly meetings will be a bigger meeting, and that should be our annual meeting, uh, but where it's not just us doing our board thing, but us bringing in some speakers um, that are talking about you know, certain things that can actually benefit not only us, but our board members and maybe some of the elected officials, some other people that are involved in economic development to kind of help promote the region. And continue working with the membership recruitment by providing the right type of welcome kits. So that's kind of, a, in a nutshell, the marketing plan for next year. Any questions on that? Say good job. Very thorough, detailed. Good job. It's a, it's a good snapshot of where we've been. Take, it incorporates the, the, the guy that we've already invested in and then and, and lays out for uh, uh, you know, maybe what's worked and with new ideas uh, for next year. So I think it, it is aggressive. I think each, as members, there's a lot of areas that we benefit um, and, and getting our representation out there. So I think it's, and it's and one of the things. Oh, excuse me. One of the things that I've, I've kind of talked to some of people and um, 
kind of like Oscar that's sitting back there. I appreciate Oscar being uh, here. Um, I've talked with uh, Steve Peña with the city of Alton, with Jorge Arcate with the city of Alton, uh, Rio Hondo. Um, there's other smaller communities that have expressed a lot of interest in being part of this group. Is uh, For some of them, uh, let's say Rio Hondo, for example, um, their contribution is $1,000. Well, for $1,000, they're getting a basically $400,000 marketing campaign. That's a hell of a return on their investment. Um, and, and that's the way, you know, I've been talking about membership recruitment for them, is they have to put in that perspective. For each of you, even for the highest contributor, you're still getting 10 times what you're putting into it by combining with, with everybody. So, um, you know, when you're having difficulty trying to relate that to your boards or trying to sell your, your funding for next year to your boards. One, call others so that other people can go and, and help you uh, make sure that you continue your membership. But two, use that, that factor, that, that leveraging that, you, that you're doing, because it's, it's really impressive. Well, and I and, think and you have the material. To test too is that in the beginning we were we were establishing ourselves. We were going through the growing period, and now I mean, and maybe for some of us who had the questions, I know maybe uh, Alma and I essentially in in the, the presentation to the board and justifying our dues, uh, what have you, where we you know we were still in that planning, like okay, well you've been planning, you've been planning, um, but now we have the the result. So now, now we have the collateral, and so I think and this and year. And there's the events where you can attend. Correct. And so uh, I think for this year, I think um, you know all members. I mean, essentially, are are, are confident in as far as your, your renewals for next year. Um, you know, kind of taking a poll. I mean, I'm counting all you in. Um, and <laughs> and the next time we're we're doing, you know, uh, bring a friend at the next meeting. Bring in a new member at the next meeting. Uh, <laughs> you know, welcome, welcome more opportunities. Do we have any other conversation, uh, any comments in regards to the, the marketing plan? Is there any, any item that, any, that maybe we feel was left out? Any other congratulatory comments? Looks great. I move we approve. Well, perfect. Oh, was it a, is it actually? Yes, it is approval. Yes, is. Okay. Move to approve and second by Bill. And I'm sorry, I thought it was presentation. Bill and Rose. I would have asked for a motion. And Rose, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you, Rodell. Okay, now we have a presentation of budget. Ms. Alma. Okay, well, with all the great work of Rodell and the marketing committee, I think my job's uh, pretty simple here. But thank you. Appreciate it. One of the things that, that I did want to mention, just as a, uh, looking at the high level, if you take a look at the first page where you have your, uh, your summary. Does everybody have, have the budget? No. Okay. Passed out. Thanks. I can actually have a copy of that because I printed it up. And then this is budget also. Because yeah. one of them is a, the first one that we're handing out is a review of this year with projections through the end of September.
Did everybody yep. get a copy? Right. Yep. Yep. And just, I know, just, I just wanted to don't yep. you build them all. recognize uh, just the, the time if there's any minutes that are that are covered for time right now, because uh, it is 11:52. Are we? Is everybody good? Okay. So just okay. Let's go ahead and start with this handout here, which has your your recap of where we are with the projections uh, to take us to the end of the year. <coughs> and uh, basically, it's pretty self-explanatory here. I didn't do as much review on this one as I was prepped to go over the details as far as what we're presenting. But um, on the uh, on the projected actuals versus the budget, I mean, if you really basically look at the first page, that'll kind of sum summarize everything for you. The very last column of the first page kind of shows the, the, the picture of what we've done this year, is that we had 239,000 carried over from the last year we had membership dues of 243,000, which is a, basically our goal. Um, as it was adjusted, the budget was adjusted when um, back in March, after uh, we did not receive <coughs> commitments from Harlan, from Harlan, excuse me, from Brownsville, and from Westco and Far. Um, so we had adjusted that that budget, that first column, but. Based on the, uh, on the adjusted budget, everything is at or above goal for income, which is what you want, and below goals by about 15% on our expense side. So actually administration was uh, $16,000 below goal, and that's my projection through the end of the year. Uh, the marketing was $37,000 below goal, and I did that on purpose because um, we wanted to make sure that, that uh, we didn't spend all the money this past year. We had taken that conservative approach as we had talked about. Um, but with the new budget, which unless anybody has any questions on the details, which is what the basically the, the next few pages are, is the details on the summary, which is first page. If anybody has any real questions about that, we can get into that. Otherwise, I'll come. Actually, on the conference, you say we're going to do the conference. You will do this as well, it's a wash. If we do do it this year, which is next month, uh, <laughs> if, if we do do it this year, which is next month, um, whatever it costs, we hope to get sponsors to balance it out, so it'd be a wash anyway. And the conference may be something as simple as just hosting the SBA regional administrator. Um, that may be our conference for the year. Um, so that is coming up next month, and we might be able to do that. Um, I. I, I been, I guess, blessed enough to where there's a few friends that if I have to try to drum up, you know, five, ten thousand dollars for um, a conference, I think somebody would would step up to the plate, especially for an SBA administrator uh, talking about lending to small businesses. Some of those banks would probably do that. So, so that's why I didn't take it out. It's still there, um, but it, it's it's inconsequential either way. No Carryover, and I guess this was the point I was going to try to make, is that um, 
we were saving that because we didn't have staff at the time. Our plan was, we're barely trying to implement our plan, and now we're here. So now's the time to go ahead and put that money that we were saving because we weren't out there at the trade shows before we got Rodell here. I think we did one with volunteers before he came aboard. So now you're actually going to see the implementation of, of, of the plan. So we're going to take that carryover and put it in uh, to our marketing plan to get out there and get the results that, that we are all here to, uh, to accomplish. And I, I think that Bill put it very well earlier. Uh, Restec was built to make deals happen. And if we don't see deals happen by the end of the next year, then why are we saving the money? I mean, so this is not saving the money. This is taking the money, using it, and marketing as aggressively as we can, and, and, and trying to make a deal happen. So that's... And you see throughout the, the presentation, uh, the proposal here, that that's exactly what we're doing, going uh, actively, pursuing the six target industries, getting out there to all of the trade shows that are going to get us those results to get in front of decision makers and to continue to uh, be in front of uh, site selection consultants and to uh, keep our bills contacts out there for us. Yeah, on the income side, the membership dues of 258000 basically represents a continuation of current members. Um, there are a couple of new members that we anticipate, for example, Willisie County. Uh, that's in your second page. Um, let's see who else is a new member. Um, really it um, with, but it's a, it's a conservative approach on the income side um, what we talked about in the budget committee was that if every community in the valley uh, were to participate including the smaller ones like Eliford, uh, La Feria, Rio Hondo those kind of communities, Sullivan City uh, we'd probably double our income uh, we get close to about $400,000 worth of income so there's a potential there to do more things, but we're not doing more things unless we bring in the revenue. So that's where, where the income side was. The interest income on the dollar amount that we have based on CDs or, or money market account that we have the money in, that's about what you're going to get. It's not a whole lot of money. Um, I think most of you have experienced that on your own as well. Uh, as far as expense side, um, the way we divided it was into administration, marketing, uh, the conference, and the trade show. Sorry, going back to the, 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 the duties, uh, when we talked to Dave two years ago, he had to move the workforce development board, but he put it back on. Have they said something about it? No, we put it back on because that's what, what uh, we had talked about during the conference call, is to put it back on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's talk that, you know, it may not happen. No, we haven't been officially notified. Said already, but yeah, we're for sure. No, really no. <clears throat> Those funds went into the carryover, so we adjusted the carryover. Um, actually, the carryover was 5000 less because I didn't have um, the workforce solutions because if their budget cuts, I'm not sure they're going to renew, to be honest with you. Um, the direction that I've seen is that they're not. Um, but I had presented a budget without them renewing, and since they're not in this room, and this is a recording only for my purposes, um, nobody wanted to hurt their feelings by saying, oh, look, we're, you're already assuming they're not going to renew. Well, I know Bonnie from uh, way back when, and it's not going to hurt her feelings, but if they can, they'll do it. If they can't, they're not going to do it. So we need to, to be prepared for it either way. So 
I put it back on the income, but it also went straight to the carry forward, so it, it, it didn't impact the expense side. Okay. Um, on the expense side, the administration uh, basically you have salaries, which includes a um, potential raise for me, uh, but it also includes a, a full-time administrative assistant, um, and then basically continuing uh, the operations as they are today at the same location. Um, on this is not an approval of a budget. This is just a presentation of a budget. Okay, so and even if you approve a budget, doesn't mean you expend the funds. Okay, so there's a lot of things that go into expending the funds. On the marketing side, the detail uh, again, going back into the, like the third, fourth page in that packet. We'll probably still do a Texas wide open for business ad because we've had that presence for the last few years. But instead of seventeen thousand, we had budgeted five thousand for it, and an additional thirty thousand for all the other magazines that we talked about. So we can spread that out. On the mailings and message, we're looking at postage, quarterly newsletters, and postcards, and other of about twenty thousand dollars. Memberships, there's twenty, almost thirty thousand dollars worth of memberships. The biggest one of that being Texas One, with twenty-five thousand dollars. Um, but that's a membership for an organization that allows you to, to do a lot more. Um, on the public relations, I have 15000 for uh, site selector visits and 5000 for media relations. And then on services, and that's why I had asked um, MPC to leave, because we've actually put out the marketing plan to different ad agencies to provide us with pricing on certain aspects of the plan. Uh, whatever they think that they're good at. If they're good at websites, then they need to give us a price for a website, which includes certain criteria that we already have and then some additional enhancements. Um, if they're good at producing collateral, then go ahead and tell us what you would charge us for producing collateral and that type of thing. And so MPC has actually submitted a proposal, but a couple of other ones have as well. And to be honest with you, I think they're all going to be higher than what my budget is. And my budget really will probably end up saying, instead of a monthly fee to a marketing agency, turn that into a salary for an in-house type of person that we can do a lot of the, the ground work, if you will, uh, and then have some, some agency work done on an as-needed basis. So that's $64,000 includes um, UTPA disk. If we continue to host the map on on our website, then there's a fee for that. It also includes sites on Texas, which um, they haven't released their license to us yet. So even this year, we haven't expended that amount. Um, but we're waiting on them to do it. Um, so, And then on the trade shows, that's where the bulk of the outreach is. It's uh, $78,000. Um, and it's basically all the detail that we went into on the marketing plan. I went into detail, and I can provide you guys with a, a budget on each individual event that I established. And I didn't think you wanted to see it, but uh, it's based on this past year and other experiences that I have. And I think that our numbers are pretty good, but that's the kind of money that we're spending. Um, if you go and exhibit at MDMM, at Westec, or at WindPower, you're going to spend a lot more money than if you go uh, to, you know, the annual conference at IEDC or TEDC. So, 
but that's because it's more involved in it. Um, so the ones where we're actually exhibiting, you see the higher numbers. The ones where I'm attending, it's not as much as, as the other ones. And then uh, website maintenance and tools. I have 13,000 for other. That's for a revamped website. Uh, whether we do it or not, that remains to be seen. But we have a money in the budget to do that. Um, if not, then we continue with $4,500 for um, ED Suites to continue with the website property tool and the website hosting and the custom profiler builder and, the, and then uh, the 250 is for the newsletter that we do. So uh, very minimal on, on that end. And that's kind of a rundown on the marketing part. The conference, again, is kind of very similar to this one. If we try to do something where there's an expense, then we're going to try to get an income of equal level to, to sponsor it and cover it. And then the trade show booth, a capitalized expense of $2,000 for two extra scans, um, it, that might be a little on the high side, actually, at, at the cost of those, because the cost of it with the frame was $1,100. So okay. that's an overview of the budget. And there is no action on this item at this time. You guys have basically to the next budget meeting or the next board meeting to review it, to make comments on it. Feel free to call me if you have any questions. Call uh, the budget committee, which is uh, Robert, Bill, Alma, and Rose, uh, if you have any questions as to how you decided on doing this or that. And, uh, and um, we'll be ready for a vote. Right, Mr. Bell, can you go ahead and post it on Basecamp? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I didn't get posted, right? No. Yeah, because the one that presented it first. Right. Okay. Thank you, Alma, for sharing that committee. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Are there any other questions at this time regarding that item? Okay, if there's none, uh, we'll just proceed to item F, Executor uh, Director's Report. So um, due to time constraints, I'm just going to give you a written report, and you all can read it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> we appreciate that. Pass that over. with Rio South Texas Economic Council representing the four southernmost counties in Texas. And then the next guy introduced himself. And then the next guy introduced himself. And then the next guy for 24 times introduced themselves. Remember what I said, 24 times. In South Carolina, there was only eight of us. So there was three times as many people in a huge room with, in some cases, one or two people, uh, site selectors, basically addressing the question and answer session. This report tells you what went on in that question and answer session. Okay, so I'm not going to get into the detail on it, but you guys can read it. Um, and then on top of that, um, there's a uh, update on Project Retail Call Center, uh, Project HC00415, Ruben and Hearts, Bob Addy, and uh, Project Tower, Project Space Cowboy, and the franchise restaurant that was looking around. So those are updates. Um, and then there's a list of upcoming events that you all need to look at and be familiar with. 
That's it. If there's any other business, we can move on to that one. Okay. Um, any other questions? Feel free to look at that. You can contact Rodell via, via email or contact with any questions regarding the report. Um, we now have you know upcoming events. I think the marketing plan essentially laid out you know all of that. Um, you briefly mentioned um, the SBA um, person coming down in the next week or two. On September 9th okay. or eighth and seventh and eighth. And as soon as we firm up anything, we'll let you know. Hopefully, you guys can try to keep those days open for either a lunch or a breakfast. September 8th and 9th. 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th. Um, but we'll let you know, hopefully by tomorrow, um, what the plan is. And it would probably be at uh, the RGV Partnerships boardroom. Um, they have a kitchen. They have enough room there to where they could sit probably 50 people. And that's if we can get that many people in front of the regional administrator at short notice, that's probably a pretty good deal. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, is there any other business? Uh, Wanda wanted to uh, mention that the NAMRI quarterly meeting, strategic planning meeting, is on October 20th, or is it 21st? It's on October 20th. That's right. And she wanted Restec to um, make a presentation, and we can start thinking about. Uh, I think Bill made a presentation last year in the September meeting, um, but I'm not going to be in town if I'm going to be at Solar Power, so um, you're probably going to have to make that presentation. It will be at ETPA and then a reception following the, the meeting that day at uh, Dr. Nelson's house. So everyone with Restec is invited to attend and contribute and become active in that organization as well. Um, I guess the only other thing I wanted to see if, uh, I was gonna ask Linda, but maybe Keith can give us a little quick update on some of the transportation things that are working right now um, with the RMA. I, I know Linda's been I, I really don't know. You haven't been. About it, huh? Linda's been kind of getting active on uh, on that and I-69 efforts and that type of stuff. Um, she said there was some activity coming up, and I said, okay, well, then you can have an opportunity to, to address us. Um, but transportation is a major issue for all of us, and, and I think that at least on, on a quarterly basis, someone ought to step up and, and inform the rest of the group on what's going on. So. That's all I have. Okay. Also, I want to just uh, continue to remind you, when you have news, your press releases, you know, send them to Rodell, send them to Gwendolyn, so we can also, you know, your local news is just as important. You know, we want to shake our compounds for all of our members. So, you know, please continue to forward your information so that we can also um, uh, put that on the Rest Tech website as well. Um, is there any other business or any items that anybody would want to bring anything up? Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for everybody you know, participating. Do I have a motion to adjourn? So Okay. Thank you. Do you have a second? Letty. Great. Good meeting, everybody. Field products. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much. We adjourn it. 12 11. Now who's 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 sponsoring lunch? Oh, you all want to go grab something to eat?